I'm Karen Glazier, Senior Director of Marketing Communications at Crossviews. And today I'm going to have a really interesting conversation with somebody that is going to talk to us a little bit about the evolution of the service desk, kind of where it was even several years back and where it is today, and what new frontiers are on the horizon for the service desk. Many people know the service desk, right? You make a phone call because something's wrong with your computer. You, you get somebody on the other end of the phone. They help you out with that. Boom, you're off and running and everything is back to normal. And what a lot of people don't realize is it's not just the swoosh of their magic wand that they use to get that fixed. It's really skill. And it's skill in listening to what that user is having difficulty with. And it's making sure that they're making an accurate diagnosis so that they can resolve that issue as quickly as possible. So that user can go back and do what they do all day long, which is be productive. The service desk though has evolved a lot over the last several years, let alone the last decade. Anything from the expanse of the omni-channel, um, having all different ways that people can get help and support, to new automations within the technology that the service desk uses to help their users and also provide that accurate and again, fast response time and even the integration of machine learning. Um, so you have the human agents there and you also have machine learning all there to make the user experience as positive as possible. So what I wanted to do today is I wanted to talk with somebody who lives and breathes the world of the service desk. Somebody who has seen the service desk from years ago, who is working in the service desk today and seeing what those nuances are, and also always looking ahead and planning for where is the service desk model going to go? So I went ahead and I tapped my expert here named Zach Brand. He is our Director of Connected Solutions here at Crossviews. And one of his main focuses, again, every day is that service desk and making sure users are having the best experience possible. So Zach, I am super excited to have you chatting with us today. How are you doing? Likewise, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's cold in here in Minnesota today. <laughs> I can only imagine, I keep seeing the weather and all I see is this big white cloud over you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am I'm thrilled uh, to have this discussion on the service desk. So let's jump in with one of probably something that's happening in the service desk that everyone is almost experiencing today. And that is the demands that are on the service desk today. So obviously the last year has put a tremendous strain on the service desk and those that work uh, to support those users. You know, with the influx of people going remote and going home and working um, versus being in office and working, you know, they had to kind of figure out how the heck do I work from home? And you don't have the luxury of the IT department or anyone in IT walking up at their desk or being down the hall anymore, they're at home. So they have a lot of questions, different questions. So how are service desks handling that and what's happening with those higher call volumes and how can service desks or have service desks manage through that increase of demand from those at-home workers? 
Yeah, I think that was a, a very large challenge, you know, for our service desk and for other service desks. You're just talking to um, other colleagues and friends and potential customers and our customers that that was a really big challenge is to uh, keep pace with the volume uh, when when going remote. And I think, you know, what we noticed was that you know, there is a huge influx in volume right away. You know, people are used to doing their work, you know, at their office, and now they need to do that at home with VPN. They need to figure out how to get everything connected so that they can be productive. And that required longer calls. It required more phone calls. So it was, you know, that really taxed the capacity of the service desk. Um, so, but then we also kind of saw the pendulum swing the other way is, you know, when, when, you know, most organizations or some organizations, you know, did some sort of, you know, furlough that that also drove up volume for us to have to, you know, terminate accounts and to, you know, do that kind of work. Um, but then also when those people were unfurloughed to kind of go back. So, you know, we, we really noticed lots of just the pendulum swinging on uh, volume. So it was either, you know, a, I guess a lot of support, a lot of demand, um, and then it would drop and then it would go up and then it would go down. And that was kind of the story of uh, 2020 uh, for most of our customers. Um, so that was really challenging. You know, we, we, we tried to do that because we just got everyone involved. I mean, it was all hands on deck. I was supporting, you know, our service desk customers. Uh, it was really everyone. It was a team effort. Uh, to do that, uh, to 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 make sure that we, yeah, you know, I guess came out of it, um, and I think, you know, as a whole, we were very successful in doing that. Um, yeah, I think other things that we've been trying to do is try to uh, coach on different ways to get support. So, you know, I think the phone, yeah, you know, I think the phone call is obviously the quickest, most urgent way to get support. But there's also other different channels that we've incorporated, like chat and then self-service uh you know so we've been trying to coach and give people options on what serves them best because uh, sometimes a call is the best way to get it solved uh, but sometimes uh, self-service or chat can also work as well yeah it's not a one-size-fits-all right i mean these are human beings that have preferences and how they want to engage with someone to help them uh, resolve their issue and and it is interesting the flexing out of the team and I would assume that that's that's a really key piece to keeping things running smoothly at the service desk is making sure you have the ability to flex when you have to because sometimes you don't know when those high volumes might kick in something could be going on that just happens so rapidly all of a sudden the service desk is is overwhelmed on top of the users feeling overwhelmed so that flexing out is probably an important piece right yeah yeah it's just having processes and behaviors in place so that you can respond to that because it's not you know hoping that it won't happen but it's just being prepared for when it does because it always does right mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it always does well that that's uh that's a great point is the flexing out and making sure that you have that ability to to expand or reduce the team when needed to handle any levels of those call volumes. Um, the one thing we have realized is we've been on a roller coaster in the last year, so it's really good to know that that flexing out can can add some good value there. So you kind of started touching on it a little bit, but maybe we could dig a bit deeper into it. So when you think about your experience over the last several years of being 
heavily involved in building uh, best in practice service desk models and such. You know, from what it looked like back in the day to where it is today and um, how that's morphing and changing, what are some of the things that are happening with the service desk that you're seeing kind of change from, you know, the way it used to be? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think what we've done, I think, in the last couple of years is really try to focus on the end user's experience as much as possible. And, you know, some things that we've done to incorporate that, uh, you know, outside of the technology, you know, so, you know, we have chat in, obviously, there's multiple ways that customers can get a hold of us. So if they can't log into their, you know, computer on Monday morning, you know, that's a phone call to sell that as soon as possible. But, you know, they can send us a chat if they're in the middle of the meeting for example, on Thursday, and if, you know, something's not urgent, they can, you know, do a self-service ticket on Friday or something like that. We've got lots of options and choices for the customer, but what we've done, at least from processes internally, is that, you know, the, you know, the, the really core of what we're trying to do is improve the customer's experience. So we've uh, added some additional uh, training and we've added, uh, you know, specifically around, uh, you know, what we call the effortless experience, which is, based on a Harvard Business Review article and then a subsequent book called The Effortless Experience. And we've really incorporated that into uh, our culture on the service desk. So that's something that we've incorporated into training, something that we've incorporated into our QA reviews, which is incorporated into the you know, performance reviews and how we you know, give feedback to, um, uh, to our team members. And then we're also using surveys and data to make decisions on if we're winning or losing and where we need to focus. And then we, you know, brainstorm as a team on how we focus. And then we work really hard on implementing that as quickly as possible. That, that's, that's great. Um, I mean, we've been, we've been in service desk for what, 20 years or something crazy, something like that, right? So, um, you know, I'm sure we've brought our own proven best practices in with things like you just mentioned. And it's, you know, you need that you need to have your own set of best practices and you need to make sure you're validating those against what where the industry is going and in this case the maturity of a service desk and making sure that we're always pushing the envelope to be better at what we're doing so that the user gets that great experience that you talked about um i think too we um a big piece to that is training and hiring the right people and i mean when it comes to let's say training, for example, what, I mean, yeah, technically speaking, you wanna train somebody up on the platform. And I know we use um, ServiceNow for that, that sort of thing, but I know you gotta train people up on the actual service desk platform that's being used, but what other components of training do you suggest that people take a look at to make sure that those folks that are answering the phones or the emails or the chats are getting, work done holistically in, in that really good user experience kind of way, not just a technical kind of way? Yeah, that's a great question and a great point because we, um, yeah, I think you can train in the technical components all you want, but a lot of it is uh, the customer's perceived perception on whether or not that was a good experience or not. So I think what, what we've tried to do is um, actually train our agents on our customers' business and their culture and their employees so that uh, they know when a phone call comes in, 
who is likely to be on the other side of the line and what situations are they in and can we you know bring an empathetic approach to that so that when someone is calling we kind of understand what they're going through and that can help us provide a better experience outside of kind of the technical nuts and bolts so uh, really think, yeah go ahead so sorry zach but kind of like you're you're bringing the human side of work into work right? yeah yeah absolutely yeah i guess we're trying to bring you know kind of the best of both worlds together because obviously you need to have the technical skills to solve the problem um and we need to provide a consistent experience but we also need and also what i would probably hold up in a higher level of importance is um is that human side and that goes into you know the training but it also kind of goes into how you hire and how we recruit and i guess trying to uh, filter for that uh skill and that i guess that empathy gene if you will <laughs> yeah and that that is very important especially you know now when folks are um trying to balance the work-life balance right and they're just trying to get work done in an environment that they're most of them aren't used to getting work done in so having empathy to that situation i think goes a, goes really far for people to feel like okay i can get the help i need when i need it and how i need it so that's great um to hear that so um when it comes to the future of the service desk so what the service desk is all about right now and uh what it entails and and in, in all of the modern nuances of the service desk um where's it going to go in the future you know if, if we if we jump over five years from now or something and i was to ask you five years from now hey zach what is the what does the model today look like for service desk do you have any predictions around that i think you know the 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 shifts that i've been seeing in at least some of the conversations and some of the kind of the new stuff that's coming out is obviously there's a lot of technology incorporated um, into what the future looks like but usually technology is kind of ahead of everything else so you know i think the human elements are going to remain uh, very important because as you incorporate technology into the model is how do you keep the human element I think that's going to be very important. Uh, so I think having a mindset of what the user's experience is and I guess drawing back to the product is the right mindset to have when it comes to what the service stuff should be in the future. Uh, but you know, I think folks that are interested in the field, you know, see a lot of AI and machine learning and you know the 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 continued quest of shift left uh so you know what what the service desk can solve you shift left to you know level zero which would be the end user self-service and then what does you know the engineers or the technicians do that then the service desk can do so it's kind of that 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 you know i guess probably uh journey of shift left because it'll probably never be done um you know you know will continue so as you implement things like self-service password reset or as you implement you know, technology like you know, chatbots or AI machine learning, um, what value can you know, the service desk provide? And that's you know, going and looking at your level two, level three resources to see what they are doing so that they can be more strategic in how they are helping the um, uh, organization advance. 
Yeah, I could see a lot more. You're right. I mean, gosh, a lot more automation going on. Um, machine learning obviously is making leaps and bounds, right? So you you see it more and more every day with even how a consumer reaches out for consumer-related needs. You see it all the time now, too. So that makes sense that more of that's going to happen. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming things like self-service, even just, you know, being able to access more and more of how do I do this on my own or how do I do that on my own and knowledge bases and tutorials and all that I would think would be a big uptick even more so than it is now in the ease of accessing that type of information. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Zach, so this has been great and I really appreciate this insight that you have and this futuristic uh, view that you have. And um, as always, you know, at the end of the day, we're all so positively dependent on the service desk to get our work done every day because we all know once in a while our technology is going to cause a little bit of a headache so we always are in great need for some someone to help us no matter if that's a um you know a machine learning situation or if it's a human agent situation um but i guess what it comes down to is you need both and I think as long as we can keep working productively, we're, we're, we're in pretty good shape. So I really appreciate the time today. I think that the viewers of this got a ton of information, hopefully some new ideas and thoughts and perspectives. And as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. And I look forward to our next conversation about the service desk. Absolutely. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Zach. You take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.